Hi Spurs people, welcome to the Steve Perriman podcast. As ever, we've got uh, Howard with us. Welcome Howard. Hi. Well done. And Tom in the um, in the office as such. So we're, we're all a little bit perked up today because of the performance yesterday. Um, Tom, where did you watch it? I'm sort of asking questions that I know the answers to, but just for our listeners, where did you watch it? Um, I watched it at home. Um, I thought about sitting at the top of my stairs and having a phone screen down at the very bottom of the stairs to get the kind of away, ex- the, the Newcastle away experience yeah. um, in my own screaming. house. That as well, yeah. But um, I ended up sitting on my sofa and and um, and, and having a, a decent view of the telly. Uh, and I'm um, glad I did. Well done. And Howard, you had a bit of a different day on Sunday. Can you just tell mm-hmm. us what, what happened? Some uh, friends of ours were celebrating their 75th birthday. And uh, they're very generous people, and they told us to be at the Intercontinental in the West End uh, on Sunday morning from where we were taken by coach to the London Heliport and helicoptered out to Cliveden, which is a magnificent estate. Um, we were there for lunch and, uh, and then came back by coach. And I'm very professional at making sure I don't know the result of the matches if I'm not going to watch until later. And everything was set up in my house and, and our friends that nobody knew anything about it. And okay. so it was, it worked. And that Clevedon place is the Profumo Hotel, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, famous, yeah. very famous. So me and Danny were part of that, you not knowing the score, Howard. I think the only thing I texted you both, yourself and Vivian, was the fact that there was a seven-minute yeah. delay in, yeah. the, in the game, which gave you no clue to how it was going. Yeah. So, um, well... Yeah, I mentioned Danny there. Danny uh, has just come through a a tough operation. So he was laying in bed watching that game. Um, I suffered again, bearing in mind we've been in this house nearly a year. We (laughs) suffered another power cut just as the second half started. And it came back on with about a minute left of the extra time, by which time we had conceded... the own goal to make it 3-2 and then it was a jittery sort of last but at least I only saw one minute of that so and I saw the the own goal later on the uh, the game low lights um, also I want to pay respect to some friends of mine uh, from the Maidenhead Spurs I think I've mentioned them to you before um, this is Russell, Ash and Sam they travelled up to the game I knew this because they sent me a picture from the car when they were traveling up it took them five hours to get up to newcastle so well done you it took them eight hours to get back and because of traffic and they had to stay in a better class hotel than they really wanted to spend that type of money because there was some big boxing bout going on in the newcastle arena i think it was Um, but anyway they were repaid with with a result and what a good result it was. So imagine, I'm sure others listening to this have done similar journeys over the course of years. Howard, I know you have for sure. And, um, you know, when you go that distance and get, go through those trials and tribulations to get there and get home and pay your money out, um, you, know, you want to see some sort of spirited performance. And I think 
well, I'm sure that that without seeing the second half, I'm sure it was a spirited performance. But their their bonus, in fact, was outside the ground. They met Terry McDermott, who they don't know, the ex Liverpool player who obviously played for Newcastle. And um, he was very kind to them and gave them his time. And uh, they discussed his fantastic volley at White Hart Lane one day that put us out of the FA Cup. I think it was a sixth round um, before we then got to the two cup finals in, in later years. And I was always convinced, I think you were, Howard, that it probably was a bad touch he had, Terry McDermott, off of a poor pitch. Yeah. And the ball bubbled up and therefore he, he had the... the the sense to volley it and it went in the top corner beating uh, Barry Danes all ends up. So, um, so that was their reward for the, for the effort to get up there. And of course the, the result was, was reward in itself. So uh, Howard, can you give us your, your thoughts on the game as such? Well, I was, I was very uh, worried to begin with before the game, because clearly the emotions and the way it's all going to be played out were very, very strong in Newcastle. Um, but of course, that can go either way with the pressure that comes on you. When we conceded after a minute, I was thinking, oh my God, we could we could lose five or six here with the way this the crowd is. Yeah. But in all credit to our team, we very quickly in the next 10 or 15 minutes began to take control of the game and then scored the great equaliser from M. Dombele, who's probably his best game for the club to date. Yeah. And went on to be 3-1 up and gave away the stupid goal. So... I don't. I didn't. Don't want to get carried away because we've won two two games on the trot. But yeah. um, it's it looking it, better. They're looking like a team. Yeah, it's five wins out of eight, isn't it? Yeah. But the important thing is only eight games. Right. But five wins, and uh, you know, you'd have to say those three defeats were were particularly disappointing, weren't they? Terrible. I mean, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, second half, and and Arsenal, where we didn't show up. Um, were ridiculous. What about you, Tom, from your, the comfort of your living room? How, how did you see it? Just, yes, yeah, similar to Howard. I mean, it was, I mean, the, the sky coverage before and during the game was, was absolutely nauseating about how this, yeah, this, this huge bright new dawn for Newcastle. Um, not going to go into details of, 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 of the takeover or, or the kind of emotions that can, or, or, or the, Side side stories that can accompany it, but it was certainly a case of uh, uh, Newcastle scoring and um, and and very much a fairy tale feel to the in the way the commentators were speaking and um, and, and the way the coverage developed. And then when we kind of clicked into gear, it just seemed to to silence them. Um, Martin Tyler sounded like he'd um, had someone had punched his kid when we equalised. Um, it was, uh, and, 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 um, and for, from that point on, you know, we, 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 looked, we, we, we responded really well to going a goal behind in such a raucous atmosphere. Um, and I was so impressed with, with Skip and Hoiberg at that point in terms of how they kind of just settled down the midfield. Um, and we ended up, you know, essentially controlling the game from, from, from that point on. Um, Bits of it. I, I don't want to get again like Howard. I don't want to get carried away one game, but but that's two games on the trot where we've kind of really looked like a team. Um, players seeming to know their their roles, sticking to their roles. There was Sky showed a picture, a, a diagram towards the end of the game of um, of everyone's average position um, in the in the team, and it was exactly where you'd want to see everyone. Um, yeah, yeah uh, with, with a much more advanced, um, yeah, yeah, a much kind of closer defensive midfield than we've been seeing 
um, uh, in the in the first few games where it just looked a little bit too too defensive. And I think everyone's average position was that bit further up as well. Um, and you know, bits of the game felt a bit like a potch game in terms of the way we pressed, mm. um, the energy, the movement, and the kind of pockets, uh, as well as a few moments of absolute brilliance from Ndombele. Kane looked like he was um, back on it again. Uh, and I think special mention to Reguilon as well, not just for um, yeah. how, he, how he played, but also his reaction, as with Eric Dyers, to the uh, emergency in the stands, which was obviously yeah. a, a pretty traumatic thing for, for everyone involved. Um, yeah. But no, I was, I, think, I was really encouraged. I think the commentator said off the back of a poor start, when it looked like we were just going to be overrun, that somebody in the Tottenham team needs to get hold of the ball and just make passes. And at that point, it seemed as though the three midfielders, Ndombele, uh, Skip and Hoiberg, played little short triangle <laughs> passes to each yeah. other. And it sort of sort of gave us a bit of confidence that, you know, we've actually got the ball for a, a decent amount of time. OK, not going too far with it. But then all of a sudden, as you say, Tom, we found the sort of pockets, which I don't like using those words, but we found the pockets to then get turned. And I have to say that, that I, was, I was really quite excited by our play going forward. Mm-hmm. The energy and the thrust of our, our sort of striking people, and of course you've got wide fullbacks helping out, a lot of pace um, as well. A lot of pace. Lot of pace. Lot Luke, of... Lucas just makes yeah. the, the way the way he, he frees up space for everyone else just with the way he runs and and he trans- transforms the position of the game really sure. really quickly. But a lot of direction, a lot of purpose, a lot of pace, and um, and definitely ask questions. And of course, let's come back to the same point. This team's not won a game yet, have they? The the opponents. Yeah. So yeah. they're. They're lacking confidence and they're lacking this. And there's all sorts of doubts around the place because of the new owners. Do the players know if they're going to be involved again for the rest of the season or got shot of and the manager, etc. And of course, our, our thoughts are with, with, with Steve Bruce because he's, a, he's such a, a good guy, such a good football man. And of course, Stephen Clements, who's quite close to us as well for obvious reasons. So, you know, in a way, if you were... If you didn't belong to either team, you probably wanted them to win. And my friends from Maidenhead said the noise within that ground was something else. And I think I've I've mentioned this before, but I went with the first team as a 15-year-old to Newcastle to push the skips in Bill Nicholson's words, not because you're a good player, but because... Cecil Point and the, the physio trainer is not well and you're going to help him push the skips. But the one thing that I will never, ever forget, that Gallagate end, which is about a third of the size that it is today, the noise generated from that end was something, something else. And in a way, it was such a good thing for me to see because this is serious stuff. When you get in the first team, you've got to stand up to this. And... Although we all had doubts within the first five, ten minutes that we weren't going to stand up to it, we eventually didn't only stand up, we sort of took it on yeah, and, and yeah. used it against them. So, um, so yeah, it was a, it was a particularly good, um, 
a good performance. I say that without seeing the second half, so I'm going to lean on you two. Did Loris have much to do, Howard, in the, in the second half? Lloris? I can't think of him making a save. He made three or four p- crosses that he just picked out of the air with comfort. Um, yeah. And he's, he doesn't seem to have a, um, a uh, change of situation because he's now in the previous years when, he, when France had won major tournaments, he's come back and been a bit poor for a while. Ah, he, ah. So you'd have to be a regular watcher to, to notice that, how which you are. I, I haven't been particularly aware of that. But uh, have you seen any of that, Tom, in Lorries before? Just trying to remember. Um, I guess 20, 2018 we'd be talking about after the uh, after the World Cup. I genuinely, I honestly can't remember really um, mm. how how, he, how he'd been since then. But I do I do think he's. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he shows a lot of quality though, and I, and I think we are we are lucky to have had him as long as we have. When you when you when you see the way mm. he performs in some of the biggest games and and yeah. whatnot, but but I don't I don't remember him making a save yesterday, second half yeah. either. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I always find that even in the most comfortable games, I always feel like we're going to concede with every attack that the opposition has. And it's only when you watch the the highlights afterwards that you remember that, that you kind of actually realise how comfortable you are without that kind of threat of a sudden mistake or something letting in yeah yeah one of the guys but i thought we really controlled the second half and um, of course i i didn't see this part of it but the lad came on as a substitute and then got sent off so that probably. of course didn't give us that only helped our cause didn't it i i like that player i think he's a really probably. good player yeah but second, um second, but second. remember but remember this this performance followed an international week yeah. When those players were traveling and playing, and there was a few rumors about the selection of the team because of those those travels, so you know, I was actually delighted when I saw the makeup of the team, yeah. the selection of the team, because it meant that there wasn't this COVID problem, was there? Yeah, there's a, there a lot of negativity beforehand, wasn't there? Like, oh, the, the international break is always the curse of Tottenham and and whatnot. And 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 from what I could see online, no one was giving us a, a chance of, of 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 winning the game. And um, I thought it was really really encouraging that we came back from from that break, from that kind of bad press and worry yeah. about COVID cases, and just absolutely dispatched them. Especially to follow the win against Aston Villa. Yeah, you know that's that's. That's us becoming more solid, isn't it? Yes, a good home win. Okay, against decent opposition. But uh, to then go and follow it up with an away win of such stature, albeit against opponents that are struggling and in a certain situation. So that feels like that feels like the manager is getting his sort of act together with the players that he trusts. Interesting that Delhi was not involved. Yeah. And and I've seen some criticisms about the, the lack of substitutions yesterday. Did you have any feelings about that when you're watching the game? Didn't it look that tired or problematical? Yeah. And well, just the fact that you know that some of them have been traveling and yeah. and, and, and and maybe picked up small injuries, but uh, but you know, if it, if things are going well, then why change it? That's you why. Know, that's what I was thinking. I mean, there's been times where, especially under Mourinho, there were times where we'd bring on a defensive midfielder when we were one goal up or, or bring on Winks perhaps or or, or or another defender. And then we'd end up just inviting pressure and conceding a late goal. Yes. But like you say, we yes. were playing well. And, and Dombele, normally blowing after 30 minutes, 
he lasted the whole game and he was I don't remember him looking too knackered by the end of it so yeah. you know I, I, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with him not making any subs he does some very very special things doesn't he He's I mean you, you I don't know that many players that you change your opinion about from week to week yeah. that can look so sort of averagely naive at things he attempts but actually, when you see him play like he did yesterday, he attempts those things because he's capable of them working. So he, he must be very difficult to play against, I would say. I mean, if you grind him down, if you just follow him around and keep hunting his touch, okay, he's got a very nice change of direction about him. But, but um, you know, I'm thinking about the old days where... Did, did you get the feeling that I got again just from the first half that that uh, Newcastle were over physical and the referee let them get away with a lot? Yeah, uh, first first five ten minutes they were flying in and um, and it was all kind of get G in the crowd up and and you almost feel like the ref was letting it go because of the because of the yeah. occasion and 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 the atmosphere. But they were they were there, there were a couple of straight yellow cards in that first 10 minutes, I thought, Surely. which, um, which, which, which were good. I think we should have had a penalty as well. Um, there's a handball yeah, in true. the handball in the second half, um, yes. which, uh, was, I'd have, I'd have said was, um, when you, when you see some of the others that are given, um, well, in, in fact, in fact, a year ago when we played Newcastle at White Hart, at, at oh, the stadium, yeah. last minute we won up and, and the ball hit Dyer's arm. Yeah. And we got a penalty. Absolutely. Yeah. And Dyer was involved again in yeah. the late goal. I also it? thought quite funny with Dyer just before that, they put they claimed a penalty against us. And Dyer oh. it hit his head. So he's rushing to the referee going, It's my head. It's my head. It's my head. Yeah. Head. Yeah. I think Newcastle were quite desperate by that point, trying yeah. to get whatever they could. Yeah. So anyway, we're all a bit more positive. Five wins out of eight. And um so come on to a, a sort of serious note now. Um, Jimmy Greaves' funeral is later on this week. I don't really want to give away um, the day or where it is because I'm not sure that that's, that's for public knowledge. But um, all the chaps are going, um, so it'd be good to see them, but not in these circumstances. Yeah. There was a lot of messages going around on our WhatsApp uh, group today about should everyone wear the club suit? Which I haven't got, by the way, uh, uh, or a black tie with, or the 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 club tie, etc. And um, I'm thinking, Jimmy Gree's not bothered what you wear. He'd <laughs> just be happy that you're there, you know, to pay him the respect. Yeah. And and of course he would. So yeah, it'd be good to see the chaps. And um, I just want to message uh, mention a couple of other things. Um, my neighbour, very nice neighbours, when we returned home from holiday, I think you can see that I've been away by my red nose. Yep. And um, uh, never been known to put on sun oil and all that stuff. And I think I told you, told everyone before that as a player, I used to struggle in the sunshine. I hated playing in sunshine. So I'm a little bit like that when just in normal life. So although Portugal was fantastic weather, um, I don't. I don't take too much of it. But uh, anyway, my very nice neighbours, they they put up lights and they put a welcome home and some balloons on the door and lovely people, wonderful people. And and they're Bristol City supporters and they went to the, the chap, 
uh, Andy went to watch Bournemouth play Bristol City on Saturday. And I spoke to him when he came home and he said, Bournemouth were absolutely outstanding. Bristol City hardly touched the ball. And of course, that's an ex-Tottenham man that's, that's leading Bournemouth. So well done to him. The way my neighbour friend was talking, they're now on to get uh, up again, promoted again. And so we, we hope that's right. Bournemouth are a, are a decent club, of course. And, um, and a lad that I'm particularly interested, who's still at Exeter, called Matt Jay. He scored his yet another goal at the weekend. The Exeter people will not like me highlighting him because of normally when someone does that, they get moved on and sold. But uh, but well done, Matt Jay. Um, we used to talk to him about running to goal. Just keep running to goal. Run to goal. It might hit the post. It might hit the goalkeeper. Back it up. Exactly like... Um, some of the goals we've scored lately. So, um, and one more thing I want to mention, because uh, this is a favourite subject of mine. Did you see the Northern Ireland young fullback sent off for a second yellow card late in the game, which has cost them their place in the World Cup? Uh, a second yellow card for taking too long over a throw-in. Mm. And people are criticising the referee. It's not a sending off. Well, he didn't give him a red card. He gave him a yellow card. And if someone is taking the rise out of the game, yeah, taking absolutely. too long, someone suggested that the referee forgot he'd already give him a yellow card. Well, guess what? If it's a yellow card, it's a yellow, it's a yellow card. card. Dependent, not, not dependent on what's happened before. So I understand he's a nice young Lad is a very, very good player, um, but hopefully he's learned his lesson. And maybe his manager has learned a lesson if he's been teaching his players to waste time when... Yeah. I did mention it to one of the officials at the, uh, of the refereeing community, and he said he thinks it's getting to the point where FIFA have got to decide to play... Uh, to have a timekeeper away from the game Yep. And you have 35 minutes of the ball in play. And then all you cheats that want to waste time, you can waste time as long as you want, but that ball is going to be in play for 35 minutes. So interesting idea. I'm not sure it will come to anything, but one... Sorry, there's been a few games I've been at where Ben Foster could have uh, benefited from that. Um... <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we know we know about goalkeepers, don't we? We know about that. The easiest position in the world if you've got a weak referee to waste time. So, so yeah. So I'm gonna um, finish there. Thank you very much for your input, chaps. Uh, sure. A happier, a happier podcast for sure. Um, not a happy time at the end of this week when um, when we'll be celebrating the life of, of the great Jimmy Greaves. Uh, I wanted to. To play you all the um, the breakfast interview I gave on TV, breakfast TV, the morning after the great man left us. Um, but I think there might be copyright issues and, and maybe I should check that out um, for future. But um, it would have been interesting for people that didn't watch it at the, at the moment. Um, but um, but it's not to be. So anyway, thank you for listening. Well thank done you. to... 
to the chaps for their win and thank you very much for your input and come on you spurs mm -hmm.